meditation and prayer. Thank you very much, uh, and amen. Thank you very much, honorable members. Uh, this is a joint meeting between ourselves, a portfolio committee on human settlement, water and sanitation, and select committee of Cockstar and human settlement. Um, <clears throat> I want to take this opportunity to to welcome all of us. I've noted that uh, the minister has requested to be absent because he has got other commitments. And uh, Honorable Mvana, she is joining the other portfolio committee. Just want to check, Honorable August has managed to come in. Honorable August. <laughs> Police, what can you check whether he has been able to come in? He has been waiting on the waiting room. So, honorable members, uh, we <clears throat> we have invited department um, noting that uh, the Minister of uh, Finance has just tabled the adjustment budget. But before even we go there, let me uh, <clears throat> send condolences to honorable members uh, that have passed on and, and communities in our areas, those that have passed on through this uh, pandemic that is ravaging our country. And we put them in our prayers and we still ask all, <clears throat> all of us take care of ourselves because this country still needs us. Um, we see the numbers are going very high and as we have as we have been listening to uh, WHO and the Minister of Health it was indicated that uh, uh, these three weeks are very critical so members we and, and our <clears throat> members and our people in general, we have to take care of ourselves and observe all the regulatory requirements that is needed for us to, to fight <clears throat> this pandemic. And we want to sincerely pass our condolences to those that have passed on through uh, this pandemic and those that we have lost uh, in our system during this time and 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 welcome those that have recovered um, and 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 say um, and put those that are still struggling on in our prayers that they should recover and thank you very much as I've indicated that the Minister of Finance has tabled the adjusted adjusted budget <clears throat> which the president 
during the when we address the nation, the announce of 500 billion for the intervention of the uh, of this COVID-19, and therefore which required government to adjust its budget. We have been informed by various departments on the work that they are they are doing in 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 intervening uh, during this period. So we have invited the department um, <coughs> to come and brief us on the adjusted amount, whether the budget is cut down or is upward. Um, we, we, we want to take this opportunity to welcome the two DPT members and the two departments in our meeting. And we, we are going to give them the opportunity to present. We have a sitting at three o'clock and I'm going to ask all the presenters and even ourselves as we interact with the report, we should, we should take cognizance of that, that uh, at three o'clock we're expected to be in parliament. There are those that has to drive from the place of their, where they stay to the place of work. So I think we should agree that by half past two, we should finish with this meeting. Um, I want to welcome uh, DM Masovo and, and, and DM Peme to lead us in the presentation. Sorry, Chair. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I don't know what is me who did not hear you. I did not uh, hear anything that talks with uh, the roll calls and apology. But uh, I, I would like to put the apology for Honorable Tafeni and Honorable Shady Mokoto. They are attending on agent matters. Thank you. Emergency matters. Thank you. Okay. No, th thank you very much. I've, 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 I've noted the other apologies. We'll, we'll note them. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Masala. Colleagues, um, are, are we getting Honorable August? Hello, Chair. Did Honourable August manage to come into the meeting? Honourable August, did he manage to... Uh, he had a wrong link, so he was given a, a new link, so I'm not sure. He was okay. still trying to to join. Okay. Okay, please, please, please attend to him. Um, I'm now taking the opportunity to invite the two DMs and their, their department to present uh, on the adjusted budget. DM Masovo. Thank you very much. Uh, may I start, Chairperson? Um, um, yes. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, uh, Greetings to all members of the Portfolio Committee on Human Settlements, Water and Sanitation, and officials from the National Department of Human Settlements, led by Acting DG Lishaban. Chairperson, uh, 
let me raise this upfront that I'm struggling with the network in case you don't find me because I didn't hear you, hear you when you were raising other areas when you're doing opening remarks. So you might get same problem with me. Let me inform the members upfront. Chairperson, I would like to thank you and the committee for affording us the opportunity to present the impact of the special adjustment budget on strategic and actual uh, annual performance plans for the current uh, medium strategic framework. When, if you still remember, Chair, when we appeared before the committee in May to present our medium term strategic framework, annual performance plans and targets, we did, we did report that we have been directed by the National Treasury to go back and adjust our plans to be in line with the reality of COVID-19 and its impact on our work. Uh, let us be clear and upfront. Today, we are only presenting to yourself the adjusted budget and announced by the Minister of Finance. We are also in the process of finalizing the amendment, strategic and annual performance plans with the relevant targets in line with the revised budget in order to make contributions to the impact of COVID-19. Automatically, the revised strategic and annual performance plans will help to project towards revised targets as a result of a budget cut. The portfolio committee will know that we have been battling with uh, getting provinces to spend the, their money on the issue of diabetes. I know in the last uh, previous meetings, uh, all members, um, everyone was complaining our, about our slow pace of, of issuing out diabetes. But I'm glad that Acting DG now has a plan. And with this, this new model, the, the district um, development model will, will allow us to, to have time to actually work together as, as departments, three spheres of government. So we'll be able to monitor people that are not using their money, unlike before. So they were given money, they were not using their money, and that money, sometimes it went back to treasury without being used. But with this new model, um, uh, Chair, I think we'll be able to monitor all our provinces because we're going to work together. And, and Chair, based on Targeted Restoration Grant, performance to date adjustments were proposed and effected. In the previous financial year, which ended 31st March 2020, we did not do well in that area. I think uh, uh, I know that the, 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 the portfolio committee, they were whipping us around that area. Provinces have been requested to, to submit those applications for consideration by National Treasury. Uh, I don't want to be long, Chair, because of the, the, the network and also that you've raised the, that we, we are supposed to be in Parliament at 2 o'clock. But the, most of the, 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 the officials will actually do the presentation. I don't want to take their time. But I will now, if you allow me, Chair, hand over to the officials of the department led by Acting D, DG to present to you the full details regarding this matter. The officials will also tell you more about how we are trying to shift gears in our performance going forward. 
I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure because of the network and if I'm clear to all members of parliament. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, DM. We could hear you. Um, let me give uh, on, uh, Honorable Maslovo, and then when we go into the department, we, 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 we allow them to present all of them, and then we interact with the two presentations. Chairperson, okay. it's Honorable Powell. Yes. Will, will we be um, allowed to ask a question of clarity to the Deputy Minister? I'd just like some clarity on, on something that she said. Can we raise them when we come to questions and clar- clarification? Let's okay. allow departments to, to present. Um, no, th- th- thank you very much, Your Excellency Chairperson, for our portfolio committee on human settlement, um, water and sanitation, and members of uh, parliament for the portfolio committee. Also to His Excellency, a comrade chair of the select committee on cooperative governance uh, traditional affairs uh, human settlement water and sanitation uh, and members of uh, the select committee and then to the dm umampem uh, 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 who has already made an uh, input Chairperson, thank you very much that uh, we have also acknowledged um, the minister had uh, asked us to convey that request for the leave of absence that we have duly recorded. In our case, Chairperson, we we want just to thank the joint committees that we have made time so that at least we are able to dispatch with the item. And uh, equally so, Chairperson, we don't want to spend more time uh, because uh, we are very grateful that the two uh, committees were able to consider our strategic plan for 2021 until 2425 and the APPs. And uh, you guided us just uh, some few a few weeks ago, Chairperson. And uh, equally in the same presentations we made, we tried to indicate uh, some of the issues on how are we responding to COVID-19. Uh, remember, we're given an important task uh, by the president, led by the minister and uh, ourselves as the two deputy ministers, and how we've responded uh, on the question of supporting, especially the main municipalities, with respect to issues of hygiene to fight the virus and social distancing. Chairperson, in our case, after you, you approved the APP and the threat plan, uh, in our case, uh, the decision was made out of your own introductory remarks that the 500 billion rand that uh, was announced by the president, a certain portion of that particular amount had to be mobilized within the state because the state had to demonstrate its firm commitment as a responsive state to respond. And uh, we are very pleased to indicate that initially, when we engage with the Department of Treasury, an amount of about 1.7.5 billion was supposed to have been um, ring-fenced in the department, surrendered back to the national fiscals so that at least the state is able to respond to what the President and the Minister of Finance has done. 
but we are very pleased that uh, because of the importance and centrality of water and sanitation in the fight against COVID-19 and also the issues of sustainability beyond COVID-19, government has been very, uh, very uh, assisting in terms of the plan we shared with you. An amount of about 1.498 billion rand was received back by the department. In other words, whatever has been taken from the department is there, but uh, they never took a lot of money as other departments they would have done. Therefore, the team today is led by the acting DG, Comrade Trevor Balza. He's been asked by the minister to act while the DG, uh, uh, Comrade Mbulelo Changan, has taken some leave. He was not well, but then Trevor, who was part of the minister's advisory team, has been asked just to act while the, the acting DG is on the leave of absence. The team chairperson, uh, they will make a presentation on vote 41, which are the new uh, nomenclatures for the votes. They will be able to demonstrate chairperson the areas that have been affected, uh, in terms of which programs. We are not going to go through everything. We'll just only demonstrate where changes have been made because the other issues that you have given us before in terms of the approval and when uh, your triple PR report was accepted by Parliament, changes have not been made. But we'll also be able to demonstrate to you to say how are we addressing the key issue because most of these resources they are only meant to support our initiative on the ground so that municipalities and communities are able to respond to the issues of COVID-19 as required by government and required by yourselves as legislators. That's the short part of the summary, Chair. And Trevor and the team, they are around. They will be able to take us through that report in the shortest time after we have dealt with vote 38 that Mam Pemsh is leading now. And then from there, we'll be able to engage with the joint committee on these presentations. Once again, Chairperson, we also join you in conveying our heartfelt condolences uh, to those families that are directly and indirectly affected where their loved ones have been lost because of the pandemic. And in our sector, we bow our revolutionary banners. We know that uh, our brother and the leader, the MEC for Copter in uh, Northwest, that we've been together in the trenches, especially fighting this COVID-19, he has succumbed. And uh, in his honor, we should be able to pursue the struggle so that our people are able to receive services. Thank you. Thank you very much, DM. Um, can we start, Mr. Leshabani? Thank you, Chairperson. Um, greetings to the Deputy Ministers, the members of the Select Committee, as well as the members of the Portfolio Committee itself. Uh, uh, Chairperson, I am joined by colleagues in the department, uh, the DDGs, the acting CFO, Mel uh, Mr. Cheney, 
I also see Mr. Gianna is online and uh, colleagues in the ministry in our Cape Town office. Uh, Mili Lekaba is online. Chair, we, we have a presentation that we've uh, sent through to the committee. I might just be guided. Koliswa, uh, are you able to put it up or we do it ourselves this side? Please do it, DJ, on your side, please. Okay. Um, I almost said here it is, but it's uh, on the screen here. Thank you, Mr. Cheney. Chairperson, I will be brief in respect of um, the input we'll make. Our purpose, Chair, that's on slide two. Our purpose is really to, to brief the committee in respect of the implications of the budget adjustment. Chair, as the deputy ministers have indicated, uh, the president announced a 500 billion rands fiscal support package as a measure to mitigate the socio-economic impact of COVID-19 pandemic. On that basis, Chair, the Treasury also indicated that we needed to reprioritize from the baseline. Um, Chair, what became evident, and you will see as I go through, the Treasury also published a special adjust, budget adjustment guidelines, which required that all accounting officers, national departments, provinces, entities, and municipalities uh, reprioritize their budgets as were approved. Um, in so far as the department is concerned, Chairperson, uh, on the next slide, we started to look at where can these cuts be affected? And I take you through all the issues that we considered, and I'll come back to then the final uh, effects of the uh, adjustments. Chair, we looked at the operational budget of the department, uh, goods and services. We um, identified some 25 million rents, essentially, Chairperson, in two parts in that in the first uh, two and a half months of the quarter, first quarter, there was very little travel and subsistence you, uh, due to lockdown and the restricted uh, travels thereon. So the five million rands was then uh, identified from travel and subsistence. Further to that, the program rearrangement around the title restoration uh, program so far as the National Department providing support to province and municipalities. That was also uh, on budget, there were 33 million. 20 million rents was uh, uh, reduced in that respect, and it ties up with the reduction in the capital grant. I'll, I'll come to that as well. On the transfers, we also identified 7.5 7 million rents, which consisted of 4 million rents for scholarships, Members would recall we previously reported that we are scaling down the department scholarship program because we've increased the uh, support through NEFSAS and therefore students that would have otherwise funded are now going to be funded through the NEFSAS. What is left is to support those students that are still to finalize their studies. Similarly, Chair, the 
amount of 3.5 million rands to the Mongoose University of Technology. Um, the agreement was that in this um, in this year, this amount was not spent last year, and therefore would then remain uh, to be surrendered. Next slide, Chair. We also looked at the capital grants. We looked at the business plans that uh, provinces submit. Members would also recall that each year before we approve the transfers to provinces and municipalities, we assess the state of readiness. And therefore, you will see this slide members would be familiar with. In column two, we demonstrate where there were tensions around compliance, where proposals from the provinces were not compliant with policy, and therefore we uh something happened there with the slides uh, all right so there we go on this slide chairperson we're demonstrating where there were policy variations we identified that as a risk similarly projects that were at that time not ready for implementation. Why? Because provinces still needed, needed to go and procure. You would see the amount of 2.1 billion rands that would represent a risk because it tells you those projects would not be ready uh, for implementation. Further to that, Chairperson, we also identified um, out of the total grant that it is possible then to take some 600 million rents and redirect it towards affordable rental housing relief. Further to that, 1.7 billion rents then would be surrendered. In so far as the Urban Settlements Development Grant, that's the grant that goes to all the metros. We, together with Treasury, consulted all the metros to check what portion of these funds are already committed by the municipalities. We found that uh, there were some 2.6 billion rands at the time that was not committed. And therefore that gave us an indication of the stress on this grant and potential risk of under expenditure. Chair, in the next slide, we are then confirming that insofar as the title restoration grant Members would recall the grant is coming to an end in this financial year. So in this financial year, we've had 578 million. However, Chair, in the discussions with Treasury, it became very clear that as at the end of March, provinces had not spent 296 million from the financial year outgoing. And therefore, Treasury indicated and we debated this matter that it is no purpose to provide more funding on top of the funding that was not spent in the last financial year. And therefore, this grant was then reduced uh, in, in, in the amount of two, two, 377 million rands. We also, Chair, advocated a view that the emergency housing grant be increased, but also be rescheduled to become an indirect grant to uh, allow for faster response uh, to incidents of needs. Chair, the net result 
you will see it in the economic classification, was that out of the 31 billion rands that was, 31.3 billion rands that was uh, uh, voted, the vote now is reduced by 2.2 billion rands. You will see, Chairperson, in to, in so far as current payments, the reduction is 28 million rands, 28.5 million rands. Transfers and subsidies is a reduction of 2.2 billion rands. And I go into these details now, Chairperson, in this following two slides. Chair, you will see therefore that the grant urban settlements development human settlement development grant was 16 billion 16.6 billion rands it's now reduced by 1.7 billion rands leaving us 14.8 billion rands similarly the urban settlement development grant is reduced from 11.2 billion rands to 10.1 billion rands the provincial emergency housing grant it's increased by 377 million rands so that it now becomes 672. The municipal emergency housing grant remains unchanged. We've reduced, therefore, the title deeds restoration grant. The other transfers to entities remain unchanged, except for the social housing regulator, where we are availing 300 million rands towards affordable rental relief. Similarly, we are availing a further 300 million rands to the National Housing Finance Corporation to also offer affordable rental relief to those uh, rental properties that are outside of the social housing regime. Chair, now this plays itself out in the following ways across the provinces. The Human Settlement Development Grant I indicated that it's reduced by 1.7 billion rands. Therefore, you will see the distribution of that reduction across all the provinces, except for the Northern Cape Chairperson. The simple rationale here is that the Northern Cape receives the least portion of this grant. A further reduction thereon would, would render the program in the Northern Cape untenable, unfeasible, and therefore we agreed to retain uh, the 319 that was uh, the main allocation. Further to that, you will see, Chairperson, in so far as the Urban Settlement Development Grant, across the eight metros, the 11.2 billion rents reduction by 1.1 billion rents is distributed across all the, prov uh, the metros as indicated, Chairperson. Perhaps the point that must be made for both provinces and metros here is simply that there is then a proportional reduction in what was the initial planned delivery targets um, as the budget reduces. Chair, insofar as the title deeds restoration grant, members would recall the initial main allocation was 577 million. It reduced by 377 million to remain with 200 million. Again, Chair, the reduction across all the provinces is demonstrated there. What is painful about this grant, Chairperson, is that, as I indicated earlier, there remained some two over 200 
million rands that was not spent by the provinces uh, in this past financial year. And therefore, that was the main consideration to inform this reduction. Um, going forward, Chairperson, the title deeds intervention will then be ring-fenced within the main grant as we go forward, the Human Settlement Development Grant. So, Chair, given these reductions, what does it mean for the work that we do? Of course, the next actions, Chairperson, are such that the provinces are, and the metros are now informed of the reduction. All the provinces have been required, uh, directed to reprioritize their programs, focusing on informal settlements, upgrading, title deeds, integrated residential developments, as well as military veterans and rapid land release. Members would recall we did indicate that the shift is that in favor of increasing availability of service sites to qualifying beneficiaries. So that rapid land release program is what we intended to do. Similarly, all the metros were required to do the same, to reprioritize within the allocations, to focus on informal settlements, upgrading, title deeds, rapid land release, as well as the development of service stands with bulk and link infrastructure available. Lastly, Chair, we also engaged with the Social Housing Regulatory Authority and the NHFC to ensure that they, we work on a operational framework that will give detail and operational certainty around this rental relief that we, has been proposed. Chair, as I conclude, the department um, is having to put in place and assemble the required capacity to better support the rollout of emergency housing. Uh, we did propose, and the committee concurred with us uh, in the past, that emergency housing needed to reflect its intended purpose, which is emergency, speed of turnaround, speed of delivery and execution. And that's exactly what we are doing, Chairperson. Further to that, the medium-term strategic framework of the department will have to be revised. We are busy with that. Similarly, the strategic plan and the annual performance plans are what we are seized with at the moment to revise, to adjust, to take into account the budget reductions, to take into account what the provinces would then submit in their business plans in the course of today, so that we are able to aggregate that and then uh, inform the final finalization of the annual performance plans. Chairperson, our intention is that once the consultations with provinces, given that this is a concurrent function, the funding is confirmed, now the targets must then be put on the table and the projects prioritized accordingly. That's what we'll be able to bring back to the committee once that work is finalized, Chairperson. Um, Chair, I think that accounts for the universe of budget reprioritization, and therefore uh, I pause here, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lishaban. Can we then now 
welcome uh, Mr. Trevor from Water and Sanitation. Uh, good morning, Honourable Chair. Good morning, uh, Honourable Members. And uh, uh, also greetings to uh, uh, Deputy Minister Trete and Deputy Minister Mafavo. Um, I trust you can hear me okay? Yes. The yes. Uh, presentation... Sorry, ma'am, can I carry on? No, we can... Yes, yes, proceed. Uh, the, the presentation is being shared on the screen. I trust that everyone can see it. Is it uh, that correct, ma'am? Yes, they're on the yes, okay. we are able to see it. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, I will then go on to uh, slide number four. If I could, my team will move me down to slide number four. Um, Deputy Minister Mahlabo gave a very succinct um, overview of um, the process that was followed in terms of uh, uh, identifying that uh, 500 billion uh, package of fiscal support and how it impacted on the um, on the department's uh, uh, budget. So, in effect, uh, while we had to um, look at uh, potential savings from our budget to be able to contribute towards that fiscal uh, support package, uh, most of the uh, the funds that were identified for that fiscal package came back to the department in terms of um, a reallocation towards uh, COVID-19 emergency uh, uh, water project. So, um, there, in terms of the APP that was uh, submitted to Parliament on the, um, on the 12th of March, there are not very substantive changes to the targets in that where the changes come in, uh, Madam Chair, is in Annexure D under Program 3, where uh, there are, there's a shift in some of the projects that we have to, uh, which will be implemented. But I'll come to that in, in, in more detail. So, on, on, uh, in May, we presented and tabled the Strategic Annual Performance Plan, as you recall, and this adjustment relates only to the performance area where the funds are reprioritized for COVID. Next slide, please. Next slide, please. My slides seem to have, uh, there we are. So, so an amount of uh, uh, 1.75 billion was uh, taken from, uh, was uh, shifted from the original budget uh, allocation, and that original budget allocation was 17.216 billion. However, an amount of 1.498 billion was received back, resulting in a revised allocation of 16.959. So you'll see there's 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 a, a a reduction, slight reduction in the budget of about 250 million. That 1.498 billion, Madam Chair, is reprioritized within the whole of the vote to further support the COVID-19 water and sanitation intervention projects. Funds will also be used to implement and source development of bulk linkage projects to replace the need for water tankering and to sustain the supply of water post-tankering period. Now, you'll recall, uh, Madam Chair, that uh, the uh, during the... Um, early stages of the uh, uh, pandemic, but from the 28th of March, uh, the uh, minister had appointed Rand Water 
as the implementing agent for the COVID-19 inter emergency intervention. And in terms of that project, uh, we've covered um, 158 municipalities, and we now move, need to move into the second phase of the uh, of the program in terms of making sure that those supplies are, are sustainable and we move away from the uh, tanker program. So the tanker program, of which there is 200 million allocated during the current financial year, will basically come to an end at the end of August where we move in onto more sustainable uh, water supplies, uh, uh, linking either to municipal supplies or alternatively uh, developing new supplies such as boreholes and spring protection, etc. Just going further on to bullet three, uh, an amount of 257 million has been suspended from the department allocations to uh, support the COVID-19 macroeconomic uh, stimulus. And that you'll see that 250 million is the difference between that first bullet on the top of the slide there, uh, between 17.216 billion and the 16.959 billion. Um, the, um, sorry, I've lost myself there. So the 257 million, uh, which was uh, um, uh, has been released, is made up of uh, uh, 50 million from current uh, payments, comprising uh, which would be under expenditure uh, over various posts through through the non-filling of posts during the first half of this uh, financial year, uh, which will then continue now as we as we return to work and then uh, uh, 214 million from goods and services, as well as an increase in payment of capital amount of seven, uh, 7 million. So you'll see that in the summary slide, in, uh, which I will present next. Next slide, please. Next slide, please. Madam Chair, I hope you can see the detail on that slide. Um, can you see the detail on that slide, Madam Chair? So, what what we're looking at, if you look at the um, if you look at the adjustments, uh, uh, the, the total departmental programs is an amount of 1.7355 uh, billion that was uh, uh, suspended to be used for COVID purposes. Um, that you see that figure in the uh, uh, third column from the left hand side. Uh, the fourth column indicates the environments of 30, uh, 30, uh, 30 million. Uh, and then uh, in the fifth column, in the re reallocations, you'll see where that money is brought back into the department. So you've got 1.498 billion coming back into the department in terms of uh, funding the water projects for the COVID-19 purposes. Can I move on, Chair? Yep. Um, uh, so, so if you go to the column on the extreme uh, right, second from the right, you'll see that the net change in the um, in in the budget is that 257 million, which which I indicated. So it's a relatively small change in terms of the overall budget, and will not impact on uh, on the uh, uh, the APP targets uh, which were uh, presented. In the in in our APP, which was tabled on the 12th of March, um, I will then, uh, Madam Chair, just move down to the next uh, slide. 
Uh, the next slide, please. Uh, th that slide just indicates the shift of the funding from the various grant, uh, grant programs. So we uh, funds have been suspended from the three grant programs. That's the RBIG direct grant, the RBIG indirect grant, and there you've got amounts that are suspended in 401 million and 408 million respectively. And under the WISAG, the direct grant, uh, uh, 689 million. That comes to the 1.498. And then you see that those amounts are come back into the budget as, uh, as COVID-19 uh, 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 projects to fund the COVID-19. And that's to continue with the phase two of the COVID-19 in terms of the sustainability of those water supplies, which have been uh, 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 delivered to 158 odd municipalities. What I would suggest now, Madam Chair, in terms of uh, just uh, uh, giving the committee a sense of how that those changes impact on the provinces, I would uh, suggest that we go down uh, specifically to to program uh, uh, the, the the detail on slide 38, where I will indicate how those funds have been allocated uh, against each of the uh, uh, provinces. Uh, there's been engagement while they're looking for that slide 38. Is that slide 38? 38. There we go. Okay, go down to 39. 39. Slide 39, please. Here we are. So, 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 Madam Chair, that summary which I, I gave up front, indicating the um, uh, the the shifts of the of the of the budget uh, within those three grant programs, um, you'll see the amount of uh, 401 million, and those funds were reprioritised within the municipalities for the majority of projects under implementation. 200 million allocated for the rand water to complete the COVID-1 phase one. Uh, 139 million for the acceleration of the COVID uh, projects and 61 million for the phase two projects. In terms of the regional bulk infrastructure grant, there's a, 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 the, um, the indirect uh, portion of that grant, 408.8 uh, million uh, uh, reprioritized. And that's for the sustainable water supply for COVID activities, 100 million rand for emergencies. Uh, the emergency COVID phase two, and then 308.8 million allocated for sustainable water supply for the phase two projects as well. Under the WISAG, uh, the 689.033, which a million, which has been uh, uh, reprioritized, and municipalities will reprioritize the funds and submit revised business plans for the phase two COVID activities. So we have we've gone through a process of engaging with uh, with the municipalities. We've indicated to them how those funds uh, would shift um, and where the areas are that they need to uh, reprioritize. And that's been an ongoing process as we've been rolling out the phase. Um, Phase one uh, program. Next slide, please. Next slide, 13, 14. Slide 40, please. Uh, 
so, uh, uh, Madam Chair, what we are showing here is uh, we will go through each of the, uh, the grant programs and indicate, uh, and I don't know if you want me to go through each province in detail, I'll just use the uh, Eastern Cape and the Free State uh, just as two examples. So in the, in the Eastern Cape, under the direct grant from the RBIG, uh, there's uh, to Chris Arney, there are four projects there, 55 million. OR Tambo, one project there, 40 million. In the Free State, Sitsoto, one project at 43 million. And I can run through, we've got that all listed um, uh, by province and by district municipality or local municipality in the case of uh, those local municipalities that are water service providers. And we've indicated the amounts that have been allocated uh, to, uh, to each of those municipalities. Next slide, please. And the indirect grant, once again, we show there uh, the indirect grant in the Eastern Cape. I'll just use that by way of example again. Uh, Sara Bartman DM, there are five projects there with a total reprioritization of 85 million. And Matola District Municipality, one project with a 10 million rand uh, reprioritization. Alfred and Zor, uh, two projects at 25 million. Uh, 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 million. In Free State, the top one there is uh, Liela Pucha, uh, three projects at 122 million. Um, so those are the, that's the way the, the, the budget has been reprioritized, uh, uh, funding those municipalities for the emergency projects. Next slide on the WISIF. Under, under WISIF, uh, um, Madam Chair, uh, you will you will see that um, uh, likewise, uh, there we were, sorry, there's a delay in the, um, in, the, um, in the slides coming up. I'm going to use the Eastern Cape once again. Uh, in WESIC, you'll see there's a total of 98 million that has been reprioritized for the uh, Water Services Infrastructure Grant, and it's split between those uh, six municipalities, Sarada Bartman down to Alfred and Zor. And what we don't have at this stage, which will be submitted to us within the next two weeks, is the municipalities submitting their revised business plans for the phase two COVID activities. They have been advised of the preliminary uh, allocations. They have to um, uh, present their business plans for consideration before any of the uh, funds will be uh, will be released, and that applies to the uh, uh, to all of the provinces. So, 98 million to the Eastern Cape, to the Free State, uh, 71 million. Um, let me just I, my slides are a bit slow. Uh, to um, uh, Free State, sorry, 71 million, to Gauteng, 40 million, uh, and to KwaZulu-Natal, um, 108, 180 million, uh, Limpopo, 70 million, that's on slide 45, sorry, go to slide 45. Uh, 45, you'll see Limpopo, 70 million uh, uh, allocated for reprioritized projects, and Pumalanga, 75 million, Northern Cape, 54 million, and then finally, uh, on slide uh, 46, Madam Chair, the uh, shift uh, of uh, to northwest of 70 million and the Western Cape of 31 million. So essentially, Madam Chair, the the budget that was uh, uh, was was um, 
reprioritized under the three grant programs has come back to us and we've reallocated that to the uh, uh, to the um, COVID-19 uh, phase two emergency projects and uh, it doesn't make a huge impact on the uh, on on the targets in the uh, APP uh, it, it, it affects more as I said earlier on the uh, restating of the uh, projects that were listed in annexure D of uh, of the APP and that's from page 152 onwards in the APP. So Madam Chair that's uh, that's uh, what it looks like at this point in time as soon as we have the business plans from the municipalities we'll be able to finalize and confirm the allocations. We will then present that uh, uh, to Minister uh, uh, for, for final sign-off. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Trevor. Um, honorable members, that was the presentation for both human settlement and water and sanitation. Uh, I will now going to invite members to to talk to the presentation. Um, I, uh, I don't have the list for members in the NA except uh, Honorable Mutama <coughs> on, on, in NCOP. Okay, I'll send to you now. Okay. So let's start with... Um, Honorable Mashiro. Good morning, Charles. Good, good and good morning, everybody in the in the in, in the meeting. Chair, um, if I have listened uh, to the presentation both by the, the the two DGs or acting DGs, even the the opening remarks by the the two deputy ministers. It seemed, um, and, and it might have been said, it seemed that the, 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 the report before us is a report which, which is still a subjudicare report which needs to be, pre to be worked on by the department and be signed off by the minister. And if that is the case, um, and uh, the, 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 the two DGs are saying that in their, in their view, uh, most of the projects shall not be affected uh, very uh, 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 largely. But it is something that the minister still have to think of. And I, 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 I suppose we want to just take note of the principles of what is it that the, the Minister of Finance uh, will have, uh, uh, um, whether recommended or resolved to reallocate or allocate or unallocate money to our projects, but still say that the, the, finally the minister must come and tell us that given what the, the Minister of Finance have, have done to our, to our APPs and the budget, what is it she is committing herself as the minister in our department to to can be able to to implement and that that which she can be held accountable to i do not get a sense that this report seeks to want to tell us that that is the case and if that's that is the case 
I will not want to engage on the nitty-gritty of the report that still can change, given the municipalities and the department's input later on to the minister. But I want to take note of the report and await the day that the final report, having been assigned off by the minister, will come back to the portfolio committee for us to can engage <coughs> and, and, and hold the minister accountable. Having said that, I think I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with, with what that is presented before us as a view that the, 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 the officials are making out of what the minister of Teams. Microsoft Teams. Okay. Thank you, Thank Honorable Mashiru. Uh, uh, Kolisoa, uh, your, your number. Mute your phone, Kolisoa. Thank you, Honorable Mashiru. Honorable Mashiru. Honorable Mashiru, we have lost you. So we'll come back to you. Uh, Honorable Mashiru. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Basson. Sorry, Chairperson, no questions from my side for now. Okay. Can we get Honorable Emma? Power? Hi, Chair. Sorry, I've just written my questions on my computer screen. I'm just trying to pull them up. Okay. Uh, my questions are mainly for um, DHS. So my first question is, I just want a clarity on the USDG cuts. Um, the presentation notes that National Treasury consulted with metropolitan municipalities in terms of DORA um, and basically request that, requested that funds that are not dispersed um, or committed contractually committed be uh, declared as savings. I just want to understand the um, local government's financial year only starts now. It started on the 1st of July. So when we talk about USDG funds that are not committed, obviously municipalities commit their USDG funds on a quarterly basis. So all of the USDG funds for, for the 2020-2021 financial year would absolutely not be committed. So when we talk about the DORA cuts uh, on USDG, my question is, can the DDG let me know whether or not this relates to the 2019-2020 financial year? And my apologies uh, for any confusion on my side on that. Then um, I would like to know, we're cutting the transfers and subsidies uh, to provinces and municipalities, HSDG and USDG by 2.8 billion rand. I would really love to have a list um, of, of what the actual implications will be at a provincial and a local government level. Now, I know that the provinces are supposed to come and present to the portfolio committee on uh, their against USDG and HSDG, but can we please request via the national department to receive a little bit more information on what the real implications will be? Because at the moment, this this is just, it's, we're just talking about money. I'd like to understand what projects will be impacted. Um, and and if, if, if the national department doesn't have that yet, can we please be given 
a deadline or a timeline by which the portfolio committee will be uh, provided with that information. Um, then the acting DG, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's a DDG or acting DG, but noted that um, increasing the availability of land sites for human development is a key priority for, for DHS, which I would obviously agree with. I would just like to know, you know, we know that DPWI is sitting on hundreds, if not thousands of land parcels, which would essentially be free if they were transferred. We wouldn't have to be spending our budget on, on land parcels of DPWI transferred. So can we just get an, um, an understanding about, about where we are with DPWI transferring DHS or, or provincial administration's land parcel? Because I'm sure we could save some costs there. Um, and then on the title deeds and restoration program, the presentation notes that an amount of 20 million was declared a saving subject to TRG changes. Can we please get an explanation for, for what that means? And then my last question is to the Honourable Deputy Minister Tweti. Um, I'm, I'm just a little bit uh, concerned. You, you mentioned that monitoring will now be easier uh, for the National Department, given that the district development model has been agreed to. I'd just like to know from the Honourable Deputy Minister where exactly this was agreed to, um, at, at what legislative sphere, and how does this district development model um, impact on the current legislative landscape uh, in terms of how Oversouth is conducted, and does this DDM have any constitutional implications in terms of what the mandate uh, of local and provincial governments are? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank, thank you very much. Honorable Mukala. No, get 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 and constructed carefully within the constitutional obligations, the PFMA and the national regulations. But the one for water, it, there's nothing. It's just a listing of some items there. You don't know, actually, there's no analysis at all. So I'm asking, who is this person? Who are these person that are doing this? Uh, this, this uh, I think they need to assist one another if the other one cannot do he, uh, the, the work properly. Because th there's nothing. I even look at the one. I went back to the one in the fourth quarter expenditure report for 2019-20. It's just empty. The one for you, water and sanitation. But the human settlement one is proper. So let's, uh, the, the person must just improve. There's nothing there. There's no nothing about research. Thank you. And then the, the, the second one is on still on water and, 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 and sanitation. You know, yesterday I was listening at NCOP when the minister was addressing the NCOP. And then I heard the minister saying that the water and sanitation department is doing very well. And we're in the top 20 in the world in terms of water resources. Minister also highlighted that national water uh, and sanitation master plan as the key sustainably managing water resources. However, the National Water and Sanitation Master Plan 
was developed by the component of the Netherlands government. I don't. Uh, my, 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 I just want to 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 to, to clarify that because minister did not even further engage in the NCOP and tell them that the reason why the Netherlands, the European countries, are saying our document is proper and we are voted number two or we are nominated number twenty or whatever is because this document is being drafted in Netherlands. And my my worry is we have competent water and uh, water and science research organization in this country. Why are we not using our country's best people to drive and draft and drive policies? Because South Africa and Europe are differently are, di are different countries, and our dynamics uh, actually will always differ. So um, the other question I'm going to go to with regards to the issue of water is uh, also uh, South Africa in terms of economy is struggling. Our GDP ratio is shrunken and there's no sign that will recover uh, with the current government. How will the TCTA post-COVID-19 advance its argument for investment to be procured for bulk water uh, infrastructure? The other question, since we are looking at the adjusted budget, how how much of regional bulk infrastructure grants was used to address draft intervention in the Eastern Cape at, Do at Dr. Bears, now the local municipality in Renet. The AG found that 25 million of the 30 million given to Renet for draft disaster went miss missing. And the AG was unable to account for where it went, where the money went. What percentage of Arabic funds was transferred to Dr. Bears, now the municipality, to assist with draft relief? Mm. Uh, we keep talking about the benefits of the district uh, development model. Is this district development model uh, a blueprint for integration of plans rather than to foresee how funds are, are spent? Then the other question that I want to put is also with the 257 million that was taken away from budget of department of water and sanitation towards microeconomic stimulus response for south africa other amounts shown as violence are especially for water and sanitation in, in, in intervention can we please get an explanation of the amount taken away for microeconomic stimulus response in the country uh the last one post covid 19 on water and sanitation post COVID-19, what management processes are in place to ensure functional assets are being transferred to municipalities? Will rent water be undertaking the monitoring? As it appears that the department has basically given the mandate to the department of the department to rent water. How many people from the department has been seconded to rent water? The directive given to rent water Currently, we may see some challenges in undertaking oversight of supply chain management and procurement uh, issues. Is there an inquiry of the work undertaken by Rainwater? Will the department absolve itself from the wrongdoing as it was before with the Libella Northern and Amadola uh, Water Board uh, undertaken work on the behalf of the department? So I've got uh, only, I think, two questions. One question on women's settlement. So the question is, uh, I think, honor, uh, Honorable uh, um, 
Emma from the DA has, has already touched on it, but I want to emphasize further, further on it. It says that there is large reduction in transfers and subsidies. It's likely to have a great negative impact on provinces and local governments, including metro, metropolitan uh, municipalities. What are the anticipated impacts on provinces and municipalities? And how will it be ensured that the rollout of housing options continues to beneficiaries? And when I was listening to the 18 DGs, because we always have 18 DGs in this, in the, in this department, I see there's a high reduction of, uh, of, of, of budget all over your, your, your presentation. And if I heard very well, one of your reasons is that you have already you you, you reduce those uh, budgets because you were preempting that the municipalities are going to uh, un, um, understand. So the reality is that we should be pushing for more government expenditure, but on economic activities that actually will lead to jobs and more growth. With less spending, there's no way that the economy can ever escape a downward fall. Aggressive expenditure on infrastructure using state-owned construction companies may have immediate economic impact, more especially on public infrastructure like human settlement in housing and water and sanitation. And also the idea that the government expenditure has been affected by COVID-19 is doubtful and is not true. Way before the emergence of COVID-19, the revenue streams were shrinking, unemployment, unemployment rate was rising, and the general economic contraction. So I, 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 I wanted to know, with these large reductions, what is that that the municipalities, what are the anticipated impacts on provinces and municipalities, and how will it be ensured that the rollout of housing options continues to beneficiaries? Thank you, Chairperson. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you, Honorable um, Honorable Dodobu. Dodovu. Honorable Chair. Yes. Hello, Chair. Are you are you listening? Yes. No, I'm okay, Chair. I'm okay. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm okay. I'm very, very All right. Much. Thank you. Okay, fine. Thank Good. you. Honorable Nita. Honorable Matsamai. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I can look what a problem I have to get up on the insurance, Chairperson. Chairperson, it took up a week or in Talomisoya, Caroloya, Pavelosio. If you put it there, or Isikaya, Okeso, who simulated the talk of a summit, Lita Pepe Fato, ya Corona nineteen. I suppose they might uh, have heard you. I heard you because now I can speak your language. Akitiba department, I suppose they've heard you. GM Masovo and GM Twete. 
thank you very much. Um, no, no. Um, no, you don't respond. I want to check. Well. No, no. Honorable uh, Chwete, I wanted to check whether yes. did you hear the, did you hear the the question from 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 Honorable Mutamai? No, not a single word. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Honorable uh, Markovo. Yes, you mean the last question which was raised by Robert Kenny? Honorable Mutamai. In, in Sesotho? Yes. Uh, no, uh, because he was speaking but, ooh, the ooh, language ooh. that I don't understand. Oh, okay. But your acting DG knows Tswana probably has captured that. Yeah, he will, will attend to that. Exchange. Yes. Uh, the, the people that I'm worried about is the water, uh, Masovo and, and, and Trevor. <laughs> Did you get the question? <laughs> Can you repeat the question in, 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 in Setswana? Then I will hear. No, no, he has done it in Setswana. Okay. Honorable Mutamai, can you repeat your question? Okay. Honorable Mutamai. Okay. Okay. Sir, without wasting time, he says okay. he wants to know why the budget was was cut, and as a result of that, he, he doesn't address the issues of water quite properly. Yes, that is the essence of the question. Yes. Um, no, I wanted to... You are right. Uh, uh, Honorable Masovo had, had him because uh, Honorable Masovo can speak to Anna. Uh, can we proceed? Uh, Honorable Sesuai? Yes, we can. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, I, I want to appreciate the, the the presentation by the department, and more especially that there are clarities when I was reading the document on my own uh, that uh, I needed, and I think the department has helped me on those uh, areas of concern. One of the issues is the issue that the five hundred billion. Is a, is, a, is a solidarity fund that is being mobilized from the state. I, I, I wanted that clarity when I was reading it. It is only now that we are trying to put that 500 billion. Thank you very much. The second issue, Chair, the acting DG made a very clear process of this area because I hear some of my colleagues have got the questions, have got concerns that I had before this meeting. Three processes 
I, I want to be confirmed on terms of how I understand this process. There are three processes as per the active DG that the national treasurer said, department, uh, submit your proposals. And then the second process is that the department, uh, the uh, national treasurer made some uh, these adjustments on what the department has submitted to them. That's process number two. Number three is that now that we have, we, we have given you the budget as per your proposals, go and consult and interact with your targets that you had. How then are you going to deal with them uh, in terms of the budget that we're proposing to? I, I think I understood that. But I still have a question that says, if then the department believes that the 20 million that is given is going to be a problem on this particular budget uh, in terms of us trying to adjust for that project of that particular dam uh, that is uh, 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 in, in KZN. Do we have a process to, inter to, to interact again with the National Treasurer? My closure, Chair, is that while I understand the process that we find ourselves, I think there is an acknowledgement to us and to the state to say COVID-19 is saying you must do things differently. Do things differently. And in that process, it means because we did not have designs in the, in, in the programs of the department for COVID-19. It says, now you must go back and deal with how you design your program within your consultation process. And then we'll be able to identify the method that will allow us to apply uh, in the program in future, because COVID-19 is here to stay. I, that's how I understand it. Uh, it's not. A, I'm not satisfied about that uh, because I want to do the old way. But the process has told us the observations that we had are telling us that go back and do things differently. That's how I, I understand the presentation of the department, and I'm happy with my understanding. Unless uh, I've got some gaps in that. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Thank you very much, Honorable. Thank you, Honorable Sotloy. Honorable August. Honorable August. <coughs> Chairperson, thank you very much. I've been covered with previous speakers. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Sheikh. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Chair? Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Chair. Chair, I think I'm covered to a large Um, While we understand the need for the adjusted budget, um, I think our interest would be a lot more in terms of the revised plan and how the 
what impact the reductions will have on targets and more more interested in in how these reductions in targets will actually impact on thank you thank you very much honorable zamdela or zamdela No, thanks, Chair. I'm, I'm covered. Uh, Thank you very much. My question was already raised uh, by Commissioner Rebecca. Okay, no. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Honorable Mutetwa. Honorable Mvana. Hello, Chairperson. Honorable Mvana has left the meeting. Okay. Honorable Tseki. Honorable Tseki. He is not in the meeting. I'm covered. Thank you. Okay. Honorable Tseki. Chair, thanks. I've been in and out of the meeting due to natural problem. Um, I think uh, members have covered me largely. Thanks. Okay. Honorable Ngwezi. Honorable Ngwezi. Honorable Mapika. Abiga or Mapiga. Okay, uh, that that's the. Uh, did I miss any member who's in the meeting, honourable members, that have not given him or her opportunity to speak? It, it means that it's all of us. Yes. Member Sileku. Michel Kass. The chair, good day, good afternoon. Yes. Uh, it's Member Sileku. Yes, chair. Okay, you're welcome, sir. Uh, chair, thank you very much. Mine is, uh, it's. I welcome that what uh, acting DG uh, has been saying in terms of human settlement that some of the provinces and municipalities have not been spending on their grants. And, but unfortunately, we don't go into detail as to the reasons why they are struggling to spend on this, to spend or actually meeting their targets. And coming from a background of, of municipalities, there is an issue of capacity in all our human development within our municipalities. And as a result, if there's going to be, a re- if as I see that there's going to be a reduction in terms of support, operational support provided to provinces and municipalities, then I am worried, Chair, because they're already crying out for assistance in terms of capacity and expertise so that they can actually achieve their set targets. So I'd like, to, I'd like the department just to share with us as, as the committee and members of parliament how are they going to mitigate, you know, this reduction in, in 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 operational support so that these municipalities that has been that has been crying out 
for support actually is going to be supported so that we can actually see these municipalities, you know, meeting their targets and these provinces meeting their targets. So it, it cannot be only that only one province is meeting their targets and, and, municip and municipalities in that particular province are seen because the kind of support that is then we are going to be actually making it difficult for provinces that are already performing now in terms of support and then all municipalities and all provinces are going to be on the same level and no one is going to meet their targets thank you very much chair thank you very much uh all members mola is in is she in the meeting Michal Kars. Honorable Michal Kars. Honorable Mola in the meeting? Okay, let, let's allow... Uh, honorable members, do we have anybody who has not spoken who has wanted to make an input? You are welcome to raise your views before we give the department to respond. Okay, let's let's then uh, we'll start with uh, uh, Minister Chete and then. Uh, or Minister Chete, can we start with the officials and then you and Matovo will close? Let, let's let's start with okay. The, okay. Let's start with the acting DG Lishabani. Um, acting DG. Thank you, Chairperson. The there are really nine questions uh, that were posed in, in response to the presentation, Chair. I... Yes. 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 Oh, Honorable Mutamai, you can ask yes. a question. Uh, I, I don't have, I can't see those that are raising hands. That's why I've noted you, I've noted the, the, the names with me here. So you can you can raise the question, uh, Honorable Mutamai. Yes. <laughs> Uh, 
Thank you, Ntate Mutamai. Dichi, acting Dichi. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, perhaps to, 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 to clarify and confirm in respect of some of the areas, it is correct, Chairperson, that this special adjustment was introduced in order, among other things, to accommodate the required responses and expenditure in response to the pandemic. So I go back to the USDG. Remember, Paul was asking, are we talking about the financial year 2019-20 or this current financial year? Chair, at the time the exercise was done in April, we were talking to the metropolitan municipalities in respect of the 2019-20 financial year. At that time, remember, the metro still had the fourth quarter to run through. And therefore, they needed to be given permission to reprioritize within what was already dispersed to them. So that process ran its course. However, the same process also revealed that at a point of the last quarter, when you're supposed to be implementing projects and concluding projects, there's still this 2.4 billion rands that is uncommitted. Now, to try and spend 2.4 billion rands in the space of two months, and you have not yet contracted, you have not procured, it's, it's a risk. And therefore, that's why we use that as a basis to begin to determine okay, what is then the extent of the reduction that can uh, be accommodated? So the cuts that we are talking about are in respect now of 2020 and 21 financially going forward. I can confirm, Chairperson, that we have uh, been interacting with provinces and the metros so that they can then revise their delivery plans and the project priorities. And that process is coming to an end. Provinces will be submitting in the course of today. We'll have to assess, analyze all of those and consolidate. Once we have all of those submissions from the provinces, I can confirm, Chairperson, that's what I was saying, that we would be in a position to come back to the committee with the full outline of province by province, what is the implications on delivery? Let me make an example. I'm very much aware that the province of Gauteng, as an example, they have taken a policy view to prioritize escalating the delivery of service stands. That means I would expect their plan to give me more numbers on service sites and less numbers on actual top structure. Now, at the moment, I don't have that. So that's why you don't see it in the presentation because it's still being submitted by the provinces. So once we have that, we should be able to be to, 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 to take the committee um, into confidence in that respect. There's no problem there. 
Insofar as rapid land release program is concerned, Chair, um, we are working with the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, even the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development around this rapid land release. Uh, members would recall earlier in the year, Cabinet approved that 14,000 hectares of state land be released for human settlements. And that goes a long way in helping us meet this target. But at the same time, Chairperson, I must confirm that it is not so much buying the land that is at issue. The real issue is when the land is there, you now have to provide bulk infrastructure, link infrastructure. You have to undertake the necessary town planning, geological studies, and all the environmental requirements and the subsequent legal processes, all of which is what these grants are paying for. Um, lastly, from Member Powell, it was the clarification as to what the TRG stands for. It is the Title Restoration Grant. So in the department, members would recall, we always had a support program to provinces and municipalities around this question of title deeds because we were supplementing the efforts of the provinces in moving on this target so going forward we are now going to remember the grant has a five percent allowance for what we call operational expenditure so that ops cap is what will then be available to provinces and municipalities to attend to their capacity requirements on the one hand, but also be able to expedite and call in professional resources as they may need them. So uh, the question of capacity operational support is already covered in the grant framework. Chair, let me also confirm here that the as I said, the, 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 the grants as they are reducing, it is unavoidable that they would have an impact on the delivery targets. How many houses, how many service sites, how many beneficiaries are assisted, and so forth. And that is the subject I was saying that provinces are then now required to indicate which projects do they stop or do they scale down. And that's the choices that provinces are currently uh, processing. Lastly, Chairperson, the yeah, that's the impact on delivery on the targets. Those are the, the figures that will come back to. Chair, um, I, I think I've answered all the questions, but if I miss any, I see my colleagues um, uh, I don't know if there's, I've missed anyone, but they, they can add. I can check with you with them through, through you, Chairperson. Um, thank you, uh, Acting DG. Uh, before we proceed, um, I'm being notified that Mr. Ngwezi wants to, wanted to ask a question. Mr. Ngwezi? Mr. Ngwezi?
The Honorable Chair. Can okay. you hear me, Chair? Yes, yes, sir. <coughs> yeah, thank you very much, Chair, and greetings to the two deputy ministers, Minister Mashawa and Joyce, Honorable members of the NCOP and members of Parliament officials. I, I just have uh, two two things, uh, Chair, with regards to the uh, title deed where we informed that there's been an under expenditure uh, in the or rather poor spending in the in the last financial year and i'm i'm interested honorable chair on on the on the reasons you know why there's been a poor expenditure because we know that the backlog in the delivery of title deed is very huge and we have long been discussing this matter in as the portfolio committee to say that this must be addressed with immediate effect as some of the beneficiaries of the houses or rather those who are supposed to be given title some of them died long time ago and we can't always keep our people waiting uh, but also the last thing will be to to check whether the adjustments um will actually cover you know the backlog that exists in housing you know there are a lot of projects in 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 some cases and municipalities where implementing uh, agents were actually appointed but construction of the houses never began and uh, uh, we have got you know proof of where those houses are to mention the few, they are in Kanza, in Ulundi, in Nongoma, Mshatuze, municipality, and many other municipalities. I'm just quoting the few. And uh, those are, you know, those are different researches. Whether this uh, is part of that, just uh, that honorable chairperson. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, Mr. Mgwezi. Uh, Eighteen DG. Before I give you to eighteen DG, Trevor, can you talk to the title deep question on Mr. Ngwezi? Yes, Chairperson. Thank you very much, um, Chair. The when we presented the strategic plan uh, a few weeks ago, the committee required us to come back with a turnaround plan on the title deeds restoration program. We undertook that indeed we will. However, um, because the question is arising now, I must confirm, Chairperson, that the under-expenditure on the grant uh, the provinces are citing uh, several difficulties, some of which relate to the time it takes to finalize township formalization on the one hand. On the other hand, it is then the inability to come to agreement with a local authority in respect of either outstanding rates 
on those properties or service accounts. And therefore, that delays the finalization of the registration process. Those are some. I'm not, that's not exhaustive. I'm sure uh, when we present the turnaround plan, these indicators, the levers, will then be uh, elaborated on. But, Chair, we must also not forget that the properties are also in dispute in terms of the ownership vis-a-vis the occupation. But we'll get into those, Chairperson, as we present that turnaround plan. I must confirm, Chairperson, that uh, the projects that the, 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 the Honorable Member is raising, Member Ngwezi, uh, they are subject of a parliamentary question, but we've responded to that. But I can confirm here, Chairperson, that we've looked at all of those projects. Uh, and indeed, they are in the pipeline. Given the different nuances between the municipality, the province, and the community, in some cases there were delays. In some cases, they are only availing whatever limited budget there could be. And therefore, that spreads the project over a long period of time. But there are details in that respect, Chairperson, that we will come back, we will avail. But the principle of the budget adjustment here is simply that if you reduce the grant, you are simply reducing what you can buy naturally. So the balancing act that we have to now do and we have done is to be able to say, what is it that matters now? And that is why, Chairperson, we've singled out those four priorities, upgrading formal settlements, accelerate the de delivery of service sites, fast-track the title deeds program, as well as increasing the um, bulk infrastructure and link infrastructure. So that is the impact that that's how we are responding to the budget uh, reprioritization as indicated, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Acting um, DG, Trevor. Thanks, Madam Chair. Can you see me now? Yes. Madam Chair, can you, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, Madam Chair, uh, Honourable Chair, thank you very much. Um, Honourable Chair, you'll have to just help me with uh, the input by uh, Honourable Motsamai. I, um, I'm not fluent in uh, Setswana, so someone will just have to help me there. I haven't been able to get uh, help online while I'm sitting away from the office, uh, but if I come back to that one. The, the, the issues raised essentially by um, uh, Honorable Mahala um, with regard, I, I take her point made with regard to insufficient analysis, and I will certainly look at that and see how we attend to that. Uh, the second point uh, that was raised is around the master plan, and I would just like to give the the uh, committee uh, honourable chair the assurance that uh, while we had um, assistance and had a strategic advisor uh, working with us on the master plan, a strategic advisor from the Netherlands, essentially that master plan was put together by a team of officials uh, from the Department of Water and Sanitation and also from uh, experts from the South African water sector. So that plan, uh, while we had a, um, 
a European strategic advisor. Um, it, it doesn't impact uh, that, that that advice was around the structure and the way we present the master plan rather than a uh, uh, trying to transport um, uh, European water issues into the South African context. So the, the plan is very much one that represents the state of water in South Africa and also in terms of the solutions for South Africa going forward. The third point, uh, Honourable Chair, around the TCTA and the securing of uh, off-budget funding. Um, at, at this point in time, I, I don't see any uh, negative impact on the TCTA with regard to their ability to uh, raise um, off-budget funding for those uh, projects where we raise um, project-specific funding. But uh, we will see, uh, indeed, once we test the market again, whether there's any any uh, negative impact. And Madam Chair, we would come back to the portfolio committee and advise uh, if indeed there is an impact there. Um, the question regarding uh, are big funds uh, transferred and used for drought in Bayers Nordia? I can just confirm that the. Uh, that uh, the drought funding in Bayer's Nordia was uh, from the special allocation from National Treasury during the 1918 financial year. I mean, sorry, the 1819 financial year, uh, and it wasn't our big funds that were used in that uh, in that particular case. With regard to the reduction in the budget by 257 million, I I did. Uh, if you look at slide six. I'm not going to go to that slide, but if uh, I could just ask the members to reflect, Honourable Chair, on slide six. On the fourth bullet, I did indicate that that 257 million was made up essentially of a reduction uh, due to under expenditure, which we anticipate uh, in uh, COE, that's compensation of employees, uh, uh, due to our inability to fill posts now while uh, during the uh, shutdown period. And then uh, likewise, a 214 of that 214 million relates to a reduction in the goods and services. And that also uh, because we've been, uh, there's been less flying, less traveling, uh, and we were able to uh, release uh, those funds there. But uh, the uh, assurance that I would give to the um, Portfolio Committee that that will not impact uh, as as we've analysed it at this stage on the targets which were presented in the uh, APP uh, tabled on the 12th of March. Um, with regard to the role of Rand Water in the COVID-19 uh, intervention, that uh, intervention by Rand Water was very specifically for the emergency intervention and the uh, the assignment which they have been given and uh, um, will uh, come to an end at the end of August when the tankering program or the uh, the delivery of water by tanker is uh, is phased out and the infrastructure is transferred to uh, to uh, municipalities so the sustainability issues are now those issues which we are dealing with in terms of the funds 
that have been reallocated or reassigned from the three grants programs uh, into the COVID-19 phase two project. Uh, and that will be dealing with the, uh, the, the sustainability of those projects which were implemented under the phase one uh, project. And as I indicated in my, um, in, in my introductory remarks, Madam Chair, Honorable Chair, was that um, uh, those were the uh, delivery of the static tanks, which were uh, placed in 158 municipalities from the 28th of March onwards, and which we have been servicing with a fleet of tankers. Um, a, um, sorry, I just want to get the number. With a fleet of uh, 328, uh, sorry, 300, uh, yeah, 328 uh, motorized tankers. Uh, which had been servicing uh, those per, those particular tanks. So that program comes to uh, will be phased out at the end of August, where we go on to the uh, phase two of the COVID-19. Um, at this point in time, there were no staff that were seconded to Randwater from the department. Randwater assigned their staff in terms of the management and oversight of the assign assignment that they were given, the directive that they had to implement the phase one uh, project. I trust, Madam Chair, that that um, covers the uh, questions that were raised. But as I said, I would just like to I'd need some assistance with the one that was raised by uh, Honourable Motsamai. Thanks, Madam Chair. Um, thank you very much. Chairperson, uh, I just want to correct uh, the... the Honourable, we allow the department to finish. Uh, there are still deputy ministers to respond. No, maybe they did not hear me. Maybe when they respond, they just they, they can just cover me on that one as well. I was not talking about the analysis from the department. I, I'm talking about the analysis from the research support. We have two research support. The other one is Women Settlement, Water and Sanitation. We receive documents every time there's a meeting. But the one for you, Water and Sanitation, it's so weak. It doesn't even cover anything that talks with the, the uh, PFMA. And this other one is, is, is doing very well. So this is what I was saying. I'm not talking about the analysis from the department. Thank you. Okay. I, I heard you, Honorable Masala. Um, and and this you are referring to the support staff of parliament, which will mm. in the meeting they are listening. Um, Thank you. Proceed to uh, DM Chwete, followed by DM Mashobu. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, allow me to respond to the question asked by Honorable Powell. Because it was it was directed to me, and the question was, uh, what is the legal standing that the district development model is based on? Uh, I, I I would like to actually again explain to Honorable Powell that the district development model finds its legality in the constitution, policy, and legislation. Because to me, the way she's asking it is like it's illegal. The intergovernmental relation planning and funding alignment is a key principle for good integrated development. There is no confusion 
And this was launched by the president and in three provinces. And this model, it allows all spheres of government to, to work together. So to cut even the red tape, and it's not the first time that we're talking about this, because I want to make a simple example that the minister Sisulu, at the time that he was building N2 Gateway, surely minister did not go in the Western Cape without consulting the, the premier and, 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 and the MEC for, 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 for housing. So this allows us, like now, now as I'm talking, that we had a meeting day before yesterday with the MEC for housing, exactly for that, that model. Because we are shifting people from Ganana, a community, to housing. We've built housing, we're taking them. He cannot do it alone. He has to consult the, 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 the three spheres of government to avoid the protest. We must agree all these spheres of government to work together. Because if you go alone, do things alone, when there are protests, we must answer, all of us. So that is why we have to move together so that we satisfy people on the co in, in the community, on the ground, so there is nothing like illegal in the model. And it will ne it's not going to change. It will stand as it is. And we assigned a cooperative agreement in 2004. We're still going to, 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 to date. We are still going to do it. And I know in Dangan Village, I've signed it. And whenever we are going to a, a particular province, and it contradicts the way sometimes we ask questions, especially in this, in this, in this, in this sector. That how do I, let's talk about national government. How do you allow me to come to province in the Western Cape without consulting the premier and also the MEC? Go and build housing without consulting. The reason why the president decided to do this is because there were complaints even in, in terms of the deeds, the question comes to us all the time, but why are we slow on in terms of issuing these deeds? And then the, the question again will come to us to say, how do you monitor municipalities? With this model, we'll be able to monitor municipalities. Because if we remember, and a comrades, they know that we have a backlog. During apartheid, there's Mdansane, there's Soweto, I know my father has a house in Tanzania. We don't know, the, we don't have, up to now, we don't have title deed for the, so that was early before 1994. And this time, if you allow us to do the way the president is requesting the provinces, to, the way of, 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 of DDM, it's going to assist us to work together at three years of government, so that we don't pull sideways when we do the work. Chairperson, I would like to thank you for the good work that you are doing. Continue to support us and give guidance. We are not going to be right all the time. We depend on you to correct us. And then if we are wrong, we'll come back and apologize and kneel and say we are doing wrong here. Correct us if we are wrong so that we go forward together. And I do want to say any responses outstanding, Chair, we might 
we left out some of the questions that were asked, but I think uh, that uh, the, the, the DG, acting DG has answered, tried to answer all the questions. But I would like to thank also the, the officials of government, the work that they are doing, uh, uh, Chair. And also, Chair, after this meeting, I'm getting to another meeting, which is going to talk about COVID-19. We've got to develop new norms now. We are not going to be straightforward because it, the way COVID is, is, is actually showing us, we are teaching new norms of working. Now we can't go to departments. We can't go on the ground. We're using, we're using the, the, the virtual because of the COVID-19. So we will always learn new things all the time, new norms. And I want to, to, to say, uh, uh, Chair, you are doing tremendous work. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Thank you, DM Chwete. DM Masovo. Your Excellencies, uh, Comrade Chairpersons, Joint Chairs, thank you very much uh, to honorable members for the questions. Uh, I think, Chairperson, uh, just to assist my elder brother, Honorable Comrade Mashiko, uh, the minister apologized, and these documents that we have received, they have her blessings, uh, Honorable Mashiko. And uh, hence yourselves as a joint committees, we have received our reports. Uh, in our case, like uh, uh, the acting DG, Comrade Trevor, has indicated, remember there is issues of grants that are water-related, and those grants that are water-related, they were presented in detail. But uh, for them to be accessed by municipalities uh, as part of the intervention, like uh, in our summer, municipalities can't expand that particular money, Honorable uh, Mashrifo, through you, chairpersons, without them actually giving us a business plan. Because for all water-related issues, we must have a business plan and uh, so that at least we are compatible. And our teams are working around the clock to have those municipalities that uh, Trevor referred to. You saw that uh, various provinces, what we have done. One of the important issues that uh, we have noted in, in the presentation, if you look at uh, slide number 26, uh, in the main, it's just demonstrating to say now that um, we're very fortunate because the president and the government understands the importance of the question of what. In our own small way, because remember, we, we were contributing in supporting municipalities, working with COCTA and others. You could see on slide uh, number 25, I mean, where per province, specific issues about issues of sustainability because the water tankering uh, intervention was short term, but the most important issue is that we need to be able to sustain some of the things that um, uh, communities must have the uh, security of the source, the infrastructure must work. That will also relate to what uh, uh, Honorable uh, Fighter Comrade Muzamai has asked. The issues of the budget, in as much as uh, it was uh, supposed to be taken away. But the money was brought back, as you see the numbers, uh, uh, to deal with these issues. Therefore, the provinces, if you look from your slide number 26, 
you could see that uh, there are provinces that you know that they've been in a dire situation with respect to issues of water, both in terms of infrastructure, in terms of O&M, in terms of source development. And you could see that those slides, as I've indicated, even Honorable Mutsamai, this is where the money is going. And I'm very happy that uh, Honorable uh, Comrade uh, uh, China is here because members of the NCOP, you'll be interested to know which municipalities and in what particular province. And we've been able to do that in the presentation itself. The other information is just to demonstrate the other slides before your slide 25 to say where adjustments are being made, whether adjustments were not being made. But then the issues that to demonstrate that are we responsive now that there is COVID-19 because the money we could only get it on the basis that it must be able to respond to the national call of addressing the disaster, which is the pandemic. Then from your slide, um, uh, 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 slide, uh, slide number 39 until your slide foot, you could see these issues where Trevor was able to clarify those issues. Therefore, I think, uh, Honorable Chair, that should be able to suffice to conclude that particular point. Well, uh, Honorable Fighter Mutlala, uh, the acting DG, Comrade Trevor, has tried to respond to you. He just forgot to tell you that he was actually the champion. Uh, Trevor is well one of those uh, seasoned engineers the country has. He was actually the champion leading this work on behalf of the department before, and uh, very conversant. And that document, uh, Honorable Musada, if you can find time, you will be able to see how aligned it is to the National White Paper on Water and Sanitation. There is a National White Paper on Water and Sanitation. If you can find time, just look at that document of 1997. Ultimately, the National Water Act, including the version of the National Water Resource uh, uh, Strategy. Remember, the Act allows us that we must produce the National Water Resource Strategy. Look at version one and look at version two. We are actually in the process of concluding this one. But when the National Water and Sanitation Master Plan, it was demonstrating some sets of activities that we needed to do to be able to ensure that we turn the sector around. Therefore, this is a South African document, but more importantly, water, we've always been having partners. Whether it's Netherlands, whether it's Switzerland, whether it's the EU, uh, whether it is only in our own continent, whether you look at how our region we manage water, uh, we are using our own people, but we have to be able to understand international best practice, including financial resources. On the issues of the DDM, uh, Honorable Mampem Trader, the Deputy Minister for Human Settlement, she has responded on these issues. We never said the district development model is a panacea of our problems, but we said the district development model as envisioned by government is how to actually, in reality, to get the intergovernmental relations framework to be implemented, including cooperative governance. And we want to be able, all of us, to land with one plan, as we're saying, so that we can have these issues where we actually behave as if there are three governments. 
uh, in as much as the spheres are very distinct. But we come in one space, there's one plan, there's one coordination, mobilization of resources, and we can be able to make more impact. Well, the other issues, I think, uh, Honorable Chair, uh, the team has responded them well around the issues around asset management. Ultimately, these assets, in terms of our own small contribution, Rainwater and the team, they are actually giving those assets to municipalities. Even the same program where we actually build a, a certain infrastructure like the, the use of groundwater through the borehole, whether the protection of the springs, those kind of uh, services, point of view, they will always get handed over to municipalities because the law is very clear to say where do we start and where do we end. But generally, we are very pleased, uh, Chairperson, that uh, we could be able now to get down to work, mobilize the capacity within the sector, so that we can be able to help those communities that are most vulnerable, including supporting those municipalities that are indicated uh, in our plan. We want to thank you, Chair, with those words. Thank you very much, Chair. GM, I want to check uh, with members if there are still other questions because we still have time. And, Chairperson, and, uh, it's Honorable Powell. I have a follow-up question for Honorable Mishlobo. Uh, okay. Sishwai uh, um, has a follow-up question, Chair. Yeah, okay. I've noted with Amber Sishwai. Who's, uh, who's another one? Okay, there are two two <clears throat> two follow up questions. Um, okay, can I so can I also add one question, Chairperson? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Mutamai. Uh, Mutamai. Okay, and then I'm listening. Okay. Uh, before I, I do that, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Chairperson Dodogo, but I give it to you. I must ask uh, my questions so that they will respond them in the second questions. Um, the, 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 my question, uh, GM Masovo and GM Chwete, is that... Uh, uh, one of the one of the things that uh, exist in the regulation on COVID-19 is that there should not be evictions. But we have seen the the evictions uh, evictions that happened in Cape Town, where a human being was uh, dehumanized in the public domain. I just want to check. Uh, what 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 is the response of the department? What is it that has been done? Because I, I believe that um, the city of Cape Town has undermined the the regulations. The second issue on the the sustainability on 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 on, on the water. I think um, it it will be good. Uh, at some point, as we invite provinces and, and water service authorities, we understand these, these uh, 
because they, you know, even during the intervention, there are certain communities which have never benefited out of this intervention. They are still, they are still not, they are still suffering. They are not getting water, and 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 it will be good if, we, as we work on the sustainability, we even look at these areas that the intervention has never reached them. Yeah, and the, the, the last thing, uh, uh, it's on the, the master plan and, and saying that we, we have done a good job. At some point, we have to come back and, 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 and share with us how we are going to be able to find this good crop uh, plan because it's a very good plan. We should be able to have how we are going to fund it as a as a country, and 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 therefore department has to develop that plan uh, of mobilizing resources for the for the implementation of the plan. Thank you, Chair. You can take it over. I've noted the follow up hands is Amber, Sifwai, Musala, and Mutamai. Okay. Thank you very much, Honourable Coach Person. In that order, please let us. Uh, ask those questions. Um, Honourable Chair, it's, it's Honourable Powell. Um, yes. Maybe I'll pose my question to um, Deputy Minister Mishlobo, uh, given Honourable uh, Tweti's response. I just want to be clear. Um, I am more than aware about what Chapter 3 of our Constitution says about uh, intergovernmental relations. My question was, what does the deputy minister mean when she talks about the new district development model, the new DDM, which Moshlobo, Honorable Moshlobo, then goes on to add, as a government plan, will assist with the IGR and ensure that all three spheres of government do not work separately. I'm asking, where can we find this DDM? How does it talk to the IGR? We cannot come here and talk about new plans, new government plans that members of this very committee know nothing about. We are here to be responsible for monitoring and for oversight and for legislative compliance. Now, our ministers come and they talk about new government plans that, as far as I'm aware, are not contained in any legislative prescripts. So I was very polite in my question. But I do not appreciate aspersions being cast as they were by the Honourable Minister, Deputy Minister Tweti. So let's just be clear. The question is, in a concise format, where can I find this district development model? One. Two, where is it codified in law? Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, maybe, uh, uh, Chair, can I, can I help uh, Honourable Powell that we had a presentation of the district model. We had a joint meeting with COCTA and they presented this model. We were there, all of us will get copies. If you have not, we don't have a copy, Koliswa uh, can give you the copy. Thank you. Okay. We will also receive a similar presentation as you are also aware the committee, the select committee deals with the element of COCTA and we have received an extensive presentation from the, from the minister. His body is okay. Uh, Honorable the Deputy Minister will respond. To that as well. The next, the next speaker. I think Thank you. 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 Thank
Honorable Mutamai, wait. You are the you are the last one. Chad, thank you very much. Yes. I, I I raised an issue to say what if the department believes that a certain project uh, will not be able to be implementable in terms of the budget that is allocated. Are we are we able to have an engagement, an appeal with the national treasurer on the issue of the budget uh, adjustment, uh, reprioritization, and reviewal of the process? Thank you, Chair. Well, thank you, Honourable Masala. Thank you so uh, so much, Chair. Uh, let me just add on the issue of the district development model. Indeed, we don't know where to find this uh, district development model. It's on paper, but we can't see it. We have issues in the provinces, in the municipalities, down to what? Then when we go to municipality, municipality will say that is the responsibility of the provincial government. The provincial government will refer you to national government. The national government refer you to provincial government like that, like that. So we are asking how does this district development metal work how is it going to assist us so but i've got an issue a question that i want to directly ask there's a community of three in kwambonambi what 11 that have problems of accessibility of water is a basic right in several occasions the EFF brought this matter in the Portfolio Committee of Water and Sanitation by posing questions to the implementing agent. In this regard, is Um Shatuze uh, uh, um, uh, uh, about the situation in this place. And the answer we received from the implementing agent is that it is the responsibility of the municipality in this area to ensure that people have portable water to their household. Historically, various places in rural areas are having problem of shortage of water and municipalities are failing to rescue the situation. Recently, a father of two, a breadwinner at his home, Pua Inko Singoves, was killed at the river because the farmer claimed that the river of the dam is his. Is the department aware that Mr. Ngoves lost his life because he was denied access to public facility? What steps is the department going to take to make sure that the people of the village are beneficiaries of their river or the dam and that they are guaranteed their right to life? Thank you. It's on paper, right, it's on news. Anyway. Thank you. Oh, all right, thank you. Honorable Mutamai. Honorable Mutamai. anything <laughs>
Yes, Honorable Mutama is simply saying that there is a need of, for an in-depth investigation on the eviction of the people, especially what happened uh, some few days ago in, in, in the Western Cape where a person was dehumanized. I think the same question like the one that Honorable Simenya asked. And what is it that needs to be done? And he wants those uh, who perpetuated that must be brought to book and criminal actions must be taken against them. I hope that uh, those uh, are quite clear. Over to you, Honorable Deputy Minister. Uh, your responses to the questions. Honorable Twitter. Honorable Twitter, any response? In the meantime, uh, over to you, Honorable Mafabo. Uh, no, thanks, uh, Your Excellency, Comrade Chair. And thanks to members uh, uh, for the joint committees we have had. Firstly, let's maybe start with what uh, uh, Her Excellency, Comrade Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, asked. You know? Uh, that uh, we are very pleased with uh, her guidance uh, with respect to communities that don't have water at all because um, the chairperson, including myself, we have been to certain parts of Limpompo. But it's not only Limpompo, there are also other parts all over the country where certain communities, the villages and the communities have grown. They don't have water at all and including using our own uh, hotline for the department. And we've been receiving that uh, communities don't have water. And uh, we are working very closely with the municipalities that are water services authorities, whether it's local municipalities, whether district municipalities. Like the team chair, when they were responding, one of the things where there is no infrastructure at all. Remember how South Africa's infrastructure was developed and, 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 and the availability of water. The apartheid government chose deliberately uh, as a police and on, on, also on the basis of the availability of the mineral wealth. They brought a lot of water through other provinces or other catchments. They built a very good infrastructure including uh, inter-basin uh, transfers where we even get water from Lesotho and others. All the water and the good infrastructure is mostly in, in big towns or cities like uh, your Johannesburg, your Cape Town, your Etchewini and others. It was a deliberate apartheid uh, strategy. Now you find that in rural communities where mostly our people are, whether in the Eastern Cape, whether in the Free State, where everywhere, there is no water. Therefore, part of the sustainability measures now, other than the tankering, we are spending more time as a department to do what we call it source development. Where would we find water? And in the main, we've made a decision that water is going to be, we are spending a lot of money to say groundwater is the way to go. And uh, in most of these communities, that's why we're even referring to issues of uh, spring protection, uh, so that at least those communities, we can be able to put rudimentary infrastructure 
We know that in certain aspects of the budget, we have even made provision for treatment because where communities have grown because of issues of uh, lack of sanitation or the sanitation technology that is being used, you can find that there is water contamination. Therefore, that's why if you look at these uh, resources, then we'll actually proceed with our groundwater exploration as a main issue. In other areas, you look at your water services, the improvement grant. There is a lot of municipalities whose infrastructure is aged and so forth. We should be working with those particular municipalities with our limited resources to be able to do this. But it's important that the contribution of the Department of Water and Sanitation must never be looked in isolation. This government with other grants that have been given to municipalities there is always the portion that is water-related. Therefore, we are very happy that we are appearing in the joint uh, uh, committee because there is a responsibility for the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs and in terms of our own interaction that the municipal infrastructure grant, like they've made decisions in the past, even in those municipalities that were not spending, that it must not be surrendered back we should be in a position to see a major allocation of these resources around the question of source development, infrastructure management, and infrastructure development, including infrastructure maintenance, which is a critical part around some of these issues. While we insist that matters of water and conservation and demand management must be outlined, Chairperson. I think. Um, uh, will be able to do that as the Honourable Chairperson and all yourself all the time because water is just two basic concepts, uh, uh, Your Excellencies. It's about quantity and quality. Quantity is about where, where is the source and what volumes are we able to have. And then the quality issues about uh, issues whether the resource is fit for utilisation. The issue around the Mampem will deal with the housing issues and the incident of the Western Cape. I will not venture into that. The issue that is raised by Honorable Powell and also Honorable Moshala, she's coming on the other side. Let's not create a confusion where a confusion doesn't exist. I'm very pleased that yourselves as Honorable Members, we have made us to account all the time the, the leadership that leads as a champion around this model called district development model is the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. And we are very pleased that they have shared the information with you as members of parliament of both houses. And I think that documentation at the disposal uh, of yourselves uh, should be able to clarify what's happening. I will not be able to assist Honorable Powell on the other political issues because I know that uh, the party that she belongs to has intentions of actually checking the constitutionality of this. But the model itself, as I was saying, is self-explanatory. Let me just explain, Honorable Vita Mushala, how this works. You know, the law makes a provision. That's what the law says. It says municipalities. They must develop their own integrated development plans, which is uh, what the law requires them to do in terms of the Systems Act, the Structures Act, including the Municipal Finance Management Act. 
But when it comes to provincial governments and the national departments, you will know that uh, we have the public service regulation that talks about planning. That's why we're appearing in front of yourselves. And then uh, equally so, we're also governed by the Public Finance Management Act. The three spheres, they are actually distinct spheres, but they're independent. That's why yourselves as legislators, you developed supporting statutes or prescripts so that these three spheres, they are able to coordinate their work. In our own water space, all municipalities in terms of their plans, they must be able to develop their IDP. In the IDP, we always have a chapter for ourselves, which is called the Water Services Development Plan, because in terms of the law, that parliament passed, which is the Water Services Act, each municipality must be able to develop that water services development plan. That will be able to give you the water balance, the issues of the needs and so forth, so that we are able to support them. In the district development, some municipalities, local municipalities, are water services authorities themselves. Other districts are actually water services authorities instead of local municipalities. The provinces will also contribute in their provincial development plans where there's a chapter around issues of what. You can check the provincial growth and development strategies, our own contribution, that is them. The most important issue that is an experience around the district development plans is that in the main, the, the development must be in that particular space. We are able to have one plan, one budget, one monitoring, and we are also going to have the right levels of individuals that must participate. In our own experience, those of us who have worked in local government and also work in the sector itself, normally you get seen junior officials that are being sent there without the proper mandates, without the issue that they are able to make decisions. And how government has been able to see the importance of this particular model we should be able to see that this is a model that we can do. This model is not new. If you could look at the state of the province, the state of the nation address made by president, we are looking at actually centers of excellence. Remember Subumasake from Guazulu Natal is one of the models where you have certain champions from the provinces without usurping the powers of municipalities or usurping the powers of provinces. But you could see government working as one and able to respond to the issue that impacts on our communities. The very same thing here in our in the province where some of us are right now, called Hauken. Uh, you know Ntirisan, that has been able to make a lot of differences on the ground. I will not be able, uh, Your Excellency Comrade Chair, go to too many details, but um, it's an important issue that those point of references, the documentation court has made a presentation, the addresses by pre president, and other coordinating efforts that are done by different provinces. We can be able to draw lessons, and there's nothing wrong that we are a learning government, we are a listening government. Things that work, they can't be thrown out because we don't like them. Well, on the issue that Honorable Mayor uh, Mamuslai has asked, we will take the point uh, Mamuslai that you are speaking about. But in our case, I can indicate uh, Mamuslai that 
when the decision was being made that certain amounts must be given back to fiscals, because of the plans we had together with the municipalities and provinces, our appeal was being listened to because one of the most important issues is that we must be able to have bankable projects or shovel-ready projects so that we can be able to move and do some of these things. And the department, they've been instructed by the minister and ourselves as deputy ministers, we don't want these business plans to be moved back and forth. We want the business plans that we are together helping the municipalities, and much as some of them, they are using consultants, working with COCTA. So the delays for the approvals of these plans, whether it is related to RPIC or whether it is related to WISIC, we don't want to be held back by the plans. But the, the plans are an important instrument just for financial accounting and approval processes. We'll be working with them side by side so that they too, those provinces that you see, uh, uh, Honorable Sly, they don't get delays. We are able to bring water to those communities. The issue that Honorable uh, uh, Mushana we are raising about a particular community in the, in Wazulu Natal, Wambonambi, I suppose that they are under a, a Umkanyagute district, we are going to be able to look at the matter with our provincial office. Uh, we can assure you that uh, we'll be able to ask the province to be able to assist the, our own department in the province. Our sincere condolences for the sad incident that you are referring to, that someone had to lose his or her life on the basis of trying to have access to water. Water is a right is not just a favor. This is why South Africa, we, we are actually the first country in the world that actually the issues of water, the issues of environment, they are covered in the chapter two of our own constitution. We'll be able to follow that incident. I hope you too, as an honorable member and the public representatives, in your own way, you'll be able to assist that the law enforcement agencies in an incident where life was taken these matters are referred to the authorities so that we can be able to deal with that particular incident. With those words, Your Excellency, Comrade Chairs, Coaches, I will stop there. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Mashaba. Can I again check with Honorable Chote if she's there? There is a specific question about. She's cut off. She is says she the dead? Dead. no, oh, she's no, not she's dead. Off. She said that the acting DG okay. can respond to the question. Yes, she says. Yes, acting DG, can you speak to the question, especially the one that deals with evictions and the other questions that Honorable Semenya uh, asked? Please, over to you. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, okay. Okay. The my apologies. Thank you, Chairperson. The in so far as the city of Cape Town and the eviction at Empolwen is concerned, there are two matters I can refer to here. One is that certainly under the national state of disaster, uh, evictions are prohibited as is unlawful land occupation. 
However, what we've seen in Empolwen, the minister has expressed serious misgivings and reservation and shock around what happened. And therefore, minister also undertook to work with the South African Human Rights Commission to review this matter. And therefore, that's insofar as that is concerned. Administratively, Chair, we have also engaged with the city of Cape Town, the provincial administration, to begin to understand what are the pressures that the city is facing and therefore what needs to be done uh, and done differently. Chairperson, we are obtaining further details from the city and that is work that is currently before us. I, I think this, is, uh, and this matter is far from resolution as we sit. It's something that we are attending to um, feverishly at this point in time, as I indicated with the city and the province. Um, yeah, that is, that is in so far as that question is concerned, Chair. Thank you. All right, thank you very much uh, for the response as well, Acting uh, DG. Honorable members, this is how far we can go in terms of this meeting, where in which we are going, we are coming to consider the adjustments, budgets of the two uh, departments, the Department of Water and Sanitation, as well as the Department of Human Settlements. I think from these extensive and detailed presentations and the discussions thereof, it does show that we need to ensure that the government tightens the belt in terms of its expenditure patterns, especially prioritizing the areas which are occasioned by the COVID-19. And from where we are, we understand better supplementing what we have adopted or discussed around April, around May, when we received the budgets for, for, from the two departments. And on that note, I think what we need to say as Parliament is that we will be observing the work of the two departments. We will be intensifying our work of oversight to ensure that the annual performance plan that you presented, the budget that you presented, and the expenditure patterns of are spent in a way that they are going to make the difference and add value to the lives of our people. Because we need to indeed, yes, address the issues of water and sanitation within our communities, particularly the poorer communities, uh, as it was indicated in the budget. But we also need to make sure that we continue to address the issues of overcrowding, where people are not living in good uh, human habitation, and take the issues of, 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 of human settlement forward and really address the pertinent issue that has been raised in this meeting around the issue of the evictions. And it is quite important that the department itself must clarify that particular standpoint in terms of 
where he stands about evictions and how he deals with those particular incidents, particularly where municipalities are involved, because at this time of our of our need, it is not appropriate that our people can be can be evicted in a way that is dehumanizing them as such. On that note, I think uh, we we've come to the to the end of this particular engagement. We are going to ask different uh, committees, the portfolio committee and the select committee. We are going to consider uh, what we've submitted and ensure that we unfold the processes uh, appropriately. On that note, I just want to check with uh, the, the court chairperson, Honorable Semenya. Do you want to have a parting shot or is it okay that I must uh, close the meeting? No, no, I'm, I'm fine, Chair. You, you, you have covered me. Thank you very much. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much. On that note, let me once more take this opportunity to, 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 to thank the two deputy ministers, Honorable Mathobo and Honorable Tret. I think your assessing and your political views that you presented here and how you direct uh, the departments from the policy point of view inspires confidence. It does show that you're doing quite well in terms of attending to the issues and the challenges that are faced by the department. On that note, thank you very much. But I wish to also thank uh, the acting DDGs. Uh, I hope that next year we are not going to call it acting DDGs, but the departments would have fast-tracked the processes of ensuring that there are substantive uh, uh, DGs in the two departments. But be that as it may, Thank you very much for sharing this information with us and sharing with us the adjustment budgets of the two departments. And thank you as well to the officials who accompany you to this particular important meeting that we had uh, today. And the honorable members, on that note, thank you very much as well. Uh, the meeting is, is adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, coaches. Thank you. Long live and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, right, thank you very, very much. much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I would like to say thanks, uh, Commissioner Mishala, Commissioner... Okay, ma'am.